All right, welcome to Is the 705 Yet Podcast, episode 49. This one is labeled Happy Mother's Day, everyone. So Brandon and I start the pod, obviously, wanting to say Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, especially a shout out to our own moms and then also our wives as well, as with Brandon's wife expecting to be at May 19th at 7.05. And I say so, Happy Mother's Day to everyone. Uh, we started off the pod then with some good news. The Phillies complete the four-game sweep of the Milwaukee Brewers. And Zach Wheeler threw a complete complete game shutout. Wish I could talk today. And, say, and then the Phillies start off the Braves series extremely well with the 12-2 win. And then things, uh, which Brandon will get into, do to kind of turn around and go the complete opposite direction. Uh, yeah, so um, the return of bad luck, Brandon, is definitely a thing um, as I tune in tonight to only see the Phillies or the Braves tie it up in the first inning and then also go up five to one. So, um, so yeah, that's a thing. I should definitely not watch any games from here on out. Um, sorry about that Phillies fans. Um, but also yes, happy mother's day to all the mothers out there and, and mothers to be. So, um, it was a pretty, pretty good day. Well, it did rain. So at least here, so it wasn't like the nicest day, but um, it is Mother's Day, so yes, Happy Mother's Day to everybody. But yeah, the Phillies implode in Game Two against the Braves, and they lose eight to seven in twelve innings. Um, lots of mental mistakes, analytics, just plaguing the Phillies, and I don't know what they're doing. Um, hopefully, they can bounce back in the in the next series against the Nats and uh, and start up another winning streak because it has happened before. We've seen it, so. Um, other than that, uh, what, what else do I need to talk about, Alex? I, I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, we get into the NLE standings, which very, very uh, congested, for tight. sure. That's what she said. Yeah, and uh, ES, watching baseball on ESPN sucks. Yep, and and the baseball gods don't want the Mets to play with all the blackouts and rainouts and snowouts. So, so yeah. yeah. Came with to the that, franchise. With that. We say play ball. P.S. We might have T-shirts coming soon. And, and P.P.S. Sorry for any audio mishaps in this episode. I don't know what Skype's trying to do to us. So and, and P.P.P.S. <laughs> Moosehead Rattlers, I recommend. They're delicious. Delicious. They are delicious. Very light. That is all. Play ball. Play ball. All right, here we go. Ready, Freddy? Yeah. Don't use that. All right. Ready, Frederick? Frederick! 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 That's a weird sound. All right, welcome to the 705 Yet Podcast, episode 49. As always, I am Alex, and with me is Mr. Brandon Jarmoska. How are you, buddy? Ignorance is bliss, Alex. Still. Ignorance well, is bliss. Well, except for last night, I guess. Yeah, so uh, Bad Luck Brandon is back in action. Uh, he is currently <laughs> watching a game three of the Brave series, which is when we're recording. We're recording here on Sunday night. Like I said, it's game three. The Phillies, just give you a quick update because we probably won't talk about it much because it'll just make me mad. 
even though game two, when I get to, when we get to game two of the Braves series, that'll make me very mad. But we don't want to start off with that, Brandon. Uh, but just to give a quick update, everyone, on where we're at, uh, it is the bottom of the fifth with one out. Uh, Ranger Suarez is in first uh, timeout this season, as because Aaron Nola sucked, was bad, as they gave up five earned runs, got pulled after four innings. Apparently, going into this start tonight, Aaron Nola had a six and a half ERA pitching in Braves Stadium, so that's not good from your ace whatsoever. So maybe we should just do whatever we can to avoid having Aaron Nola pitch in Atlanta. Like, I don't care. Throw another starter in there before him to, to get him out or something like that. Um, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. I mean, uh, some poor defense today. Uh, so far, Andrew McCutcheon is the only positive. He had a first pitch home run to start the game. I mean, this the guy's, the Braves starting pitcher literally throws fastball and slider, and that's it. I mean, he's a bullpen guy. I mean... But, you know, he is embarrassing the Phillies a little bit. Phillies leaving too many guys, runners in scoring position. I believe it was the bottom of, uh, top of the fourth, I think it was. They got the man on first and second with no outs. And then Bryce Harper, JT, and Alec Bohm all got out right away. And so, you know, left those guys stranded. So, uh, Phillies definitely leaving runs on the board. Still, four chances. Yeah, four chances for the Phillies to potentially make a comeback. But uh, very frustrating game three in Atlanta. And they have the momentum now especially after game two uh, last night going into extra innings. But let's not start there, Brandon. Let's, well, first, let's start let's with start. something positive. Okay, well, this is what I was going to start with. Happy Mother's Day. That's what I was, yep, I was going to say something positive. Here we go. All right. That's, Happy Mother's yeah. Day to, to you, to Courtney, to Adopt Katie, to who, who is going to be a, a mom, or she's a mom-to-be. Um, we got 10 days, Already Alex. Ten days till the due date. For almost, he's been a mom for almost nine months, Brandon, in there. That's a lot of work. It's a lot lot of baby. And I'm very, I'm very proud of her with everything that she's been going through. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't want to say it's been a struggle, but I I honestly don't know how she's been feeling throughout this whole thing, other than like her feeling his kicks and going to the doctor's appointment. Um, I feel very, very lucky and blessed that at least she's not telling me anything bad going on. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just taking her word for it that, that everything always at, at her doctor appointments, everything goes pretty well. So I'm, I'm very lucky that, that it's been like that throughout this whole process. So, um, but yeah, 10 days left, uh, due dates the 19th. So we'll, we'll see if she makes it to there or if she goes past, but I'm excited. But again, happy mother's day to, uh, Courtney, Katie, all my moms and mother-in-laws, your mom and Courtney's mom. Hey, Courtney's mom. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anything you want to add to that, Alex? Uh, yeah, I just I would also I just also want to say Happy Mother's Day, Happy Mother's Day to my wife Courtney. She does an amazing job with two uh, crazy psycho, uh, <laughs> radioactive large children uh, <laughs> large that we have. Children. Um, I say happy Mother's Day to Katie. As I, like I said, that's a lot of work. And he, Miles will be showing up on May 19th at 7.05 is the due date time. That's exactly when Miles is going to show up. Uh, he's doing it for the pod. And happy Mother's Day to Lisa, as I say as well, Brandon's mom. And then happy Mother's Day to Courtney's mom. Hi, Courtney's mom. <laughs> as well. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, I say it's going to be a fun time. And don't worry, everyone. 
Brandon and Katie already decided they will bring the podcast equipment to the delivery room. Mm. So we will record during the whole time if it's time, if whatever's happening. Right, I Brandon? Know. I think well, Katie agreed. Sure. Yeah, let's go with that. All right. Yep. No comment. Yeah, we're going to go with that. <laughs> no, I, I honestly don't know if they allow that kind of stuff in there. I uh, I highly doubt it. Might I be could, frowned upon. I could try to sneak it in there, but they'd probably be like, "What the hell is this guy doing? He just had a baby." <laughs> I'm sure well, there's been worse. Baby. Yeah, true. I'm sure there's been worse. I'm sure there's been worse. Just not recording a Phillies podcast. Well, maybe they maybe they'll make a new rule for me. No recording podcasts while your wife is giving birth. <laughs> hey, whatever works. So, <laughs> and uh, then people people will be like. Why do they make that a rule? Somebody obviously did it, so they had to make then it a rule. Tell, then they'll tell stories of us in the 705 Yet podcast, and we'll become legendary. Yep, exactly. Perfect. No, we're going to become Perfect. legendary with our shirts, Alex. That's right. That's right. Brandon and I are hoping uh, soon we will be having T-shirts as they being made, as they just going to figure out some final touches and also uh, figure out which logo we want to use and how we want to place it, so... We are very excited for that. It's going to be fun. Very excited to do some of our own merchandise. It's a long, long time coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, Brandon, I mean, baseball wise, uh, we can also start on some good baseball news as well, which was game four of the Phillies and Brewers, Brandon. And if I'm correct, you also did not watch this game. No, I I haven't watched uh, any games. But yeah, this, besides this one, the one they're losing tonight. Yeah, besides this one. But <laughs> they weren't losing when I turned it on the first time. <laughs> well, I guess that admit, but that, you turned it, but you turned it on. I guess that illustrates our point that I'm bad luck, Brandon. So. Yep. Yep. It's not good, Brandon. It's not looking good for you. I wonder if but, I turn uh, it off right now if they would like come back. All right, turn it off for an inning. Let's turn it off now, Brandon, and then let's. Check in when we go to end the pod, Brandon. That's when we'll check in. All right. Turn and it if off. they make any bit of comeback, you are just a banned from watching any Philadelphia Phillies games. You're going to have to turn the radio on and find the Fightins broadcast or something like that. <laughs> and just watch the minor leagues for us, Brandon. You're going to be in charge of the minor league part of the podcast from here on out. Oh, boy. That'll be so. fun. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot to... A lot to know, more than the major leagues, so uh, definitely going to be important for us. But uh, let's let's get into the Phillies Brewers uh, sweep. It was a four-game series, and Zach Eflin, sorry, not Zach Eflin, Zach Wheeler started Game Four, and the Phillies win this one two nothing in an amazing uh, pitching duel. And say Zach Wheeler gets a complete game shutout, Brandon. It was amazing. He threw uh, a lot of pitches. He went 118 pitches for the game. But he was in control the whole game. And really, the only time they were a little bit of trouble was that ninth inning where the, when the Brewers got two men on. But he was in control the whole game, Brandon. He was just dealing, uh, spotting his fastball up and in to a lot of guys. Um, Alec Bohm came through in the clutch, uh, got a home run off of Brandon Woodruff. I think it was the last name, Woodruff, who yep. was amazing as well for Milwaukee. I just want to say that he was absolutely fantastic. But Alec Bohm got a home run to put us up one nothing, um, and then we got tacked an extra run on. I believe it was in the ninth. But um, yeah, it was a fantastic pitching duel. You know, I love those type of games the best. I'd rather have those than off- offensive ex- explosions. 
honestly. Well, um, for the Phillies, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't see that very often. No, you don't. Well, you don't see you don't see starting pitchers go long in many games anymore True. in the majors. That's something that's been going away over the past, you know, six, seven years, you know, where it's all about the bullpen and trying to make – I feel like managers sometimes are always trying to one-up each other or front offices or whatever is going on, they're trying to one-up each other on, like, well, the, the analytics say, uh, and I should pull this guy at 99 pitches even though there's no men on because he needs some rest. Uh, that know. was Alex's real voice, by the way. Yeah, that, that um, was my real voice. I yeah, this, this one that he's doing now is a fake. Yeah, I was holding in a fart. That's why I, I sounded <laughs> like that, actually. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'll believe that um, no, don't believe it out. Facts. Um, no, but I mean, it was it was a fun game, Brandon. I mean, um, you, you got but, to watch some of the highlights at least, right? I actually have, didn't. Have I actually didn't from this game. I, I mean, okay. Wheeler. Wheeler. Uh, what I have to say is Wheeler has just been dominant. Um, he's pretty much been dominant. I'm gonna say all season, other than like the first inning of a couple games, because right. he's pitched very well deep into games and like the only like hiccups that he's had is like in the first or second inning where he'll give up like two or four runs and then he'll settle down for the rest of the game. So, I mean, he, he's been, he's been a solid uh, two spot for, for the Phillies. And I mean, I, I love that we signed him uh, last year and took him from the Mets. So thank Which, God. Good thing about that, Brandon. <laughs> Uh, what would you say now? I mean, obviously there's still three years left after this season on his contract, but the five years, I think it ended up being basically 125. I would say so far the Phillies got a great contract out of him, like 25 mil a year. He's a stud. How he's performed performed for us the past season and a half. You know, obviously last year was shortened, but, you know, I would, I give him credit. I think it's, I give, I guess it was Matt Klintak technically. I give Matt Klintak credit for getting Zach Wheeler. I mean, think about where this rotation and this team would be without Zach Wheeler on it. Yeah. I mean, how many wins does he have right now? Uh, he's three and two and he lowered his ERA down to 2.83 after this past complete game shutout. Yeah. So, I mean, if the Phillies didn't have him, they probably would have lost those three games that he won. So, but yep. yeah, he, he's, he's been a stud. Um, Definitely. I think he's – well, he almost had that complete game against the Cardinals last week. Yep, he pitched into the ninth, yeah. And, yeah, he's just gone deep in the games a, a bunch for the Phillies, I feel like. So yeah. I don't really remember. And, like, his first start this year uh, we, when we were at Sly Fox, I mean, he, he was dealing. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean – Yeah, and actually – He's uh, fun to watch. Like, I wish I had the exact statistic in front of me, but I know on the broadcast last night uh, they were talking about um, like Zach Wheeler's performance and Eflin uh, the night prior. But uh, the combination of our top three starters of Nola, Zach Eflin, and Zach Wheeler uh, have pitched the most innings in the major leagues of those three combination, like three mm-hmm. guys. So those guys are going deep into games. Yeah, and I think you know we. I think we always knew this was a strong point of our team was the the top three guys in a rotation. Right. And I'm glad to see it continuing to, you know, show so far. So it's really, you know, we know the spots in this team that need improvement. The four and five spot, the bullpen still needs another guy, and you know, center field. 
needs to, you know, either needs to start hitting or, you know, might need to make a trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, so Aaron Nola pitched his first complete game, nine-inning game mm-hmm. earlier this season, and now Wheeler has a complete game shutout. Mm-hmm. Um, did did Eflin have a complete game this year yet? No, not yet. Um, Eflin okay. will definitely do it. Eflin's yeah. gone. Eflin's thrown complete games multiple times in season yeah. four. Well, well, my question was, are there any other teams that have pitched – that have two pitchers or have pitched two complete games? I'm sure there has been. Because you have to think, there's already been, is it three or four oh, no-hitters? Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah, it's already three or four no-hitters in baseball this year, which is crazy to think about. I mean, before we get into the Braves series, that's something we could talk about, Brandon. I mean, last uh, God, I feel like last year, I think, I mean, that was a shortened season. But um, let me type in how many 2019 no hitters. I mean, we, Wheeler. Say, but you could you could say this. Three or four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in 2019, which was the last full season in Major League Baseball, there was three no hitters for the whole season. Oh wow! And I think so far this year, I'm pretty sure there was four, or three or four. I think it's four. Yeah, I think it's four now. Because Miley, so Wade Miley that, just had his that's no crazy, hitter. Brandon. Yeah, there's Ron Radone from Chicago, Wade Miley, uh, what's the guy from the guy from Baltimore who just did it? Oh yeah, I can't. And I think the Padres, name. I think the Padres did it too. Yeah, Mus, yeah, Musgrove for the Padres. Yeah. And then technically Madison Bumgarner, but that was in a seven inning game because it was a double. I head. count it. I count it as a no. I I count it. Major leagues doesn't, which I think that's bullshit. I mean, if you're going to make the stupid rule of seven inning double headers, right? Then it should count. To say, don't call, call it a seven, literally, like, they're not even calling it a no-hitter. Just then at least label it seven-inning no-hitter. Like, put it in yeah. its own category then. Yeah. Well, they call it a complete game. That's still impressive. Like, if, if it was a shutout, would they, or did it, did they say it was a complete game shutout? I think they do. I'm pretty sure they do. So it's like, it, say seven-inning no-hitter. Because if they called that a complete game shutout, then it should be a official no hitter like they they count that as an official game because it goes on the record of the team so it's official it's facebook official yeah i agree it's podcast (laughs) and facebook official but um but what i was gonna say is wheeler in that game he only gave up three hits so he he was that close he was he was that close to a perfect game he didn't give up any walks either yeah so i mean and that's that's been something that's been something really good for the top three starting pitchers as well. Like Zach Eflin threw hit, he threw a walk in the 12-2 game, which is game one of the Braves series, which we're about to get into. And that was like his first walk in I think like three starts. Like I think he's probably probably thrown less than five walks for the whole season already, and that's it, which yeah. is very impressive. Um, if you ask me, like the top three have been very good. Uh, I would say just. Obviously, we talked about the game three that's going on now that Aaron Nola is pitching. Uh, he did not have a good outing in Atlanta. Honestly, I would I would say the most frustrating, like the top three obviously has been excellent. But to me, Nola has been a little frustrating in a way. Like he because he, he pitches he, he pitches so well, but then he, he throws up like the clunkers like this. Yeah, he gave up two home it's, runs tonight. Yeah, and like That's I don't know, like, I feel like him. it's 
I feel like it's in like the most important spots where like we need him, and he's throwing up these these clunkers like this. Cash for clunkers. <laughs> yeah, cash <laughs> for clunkers. But uh, do you want to get into Game One, Brandon, of the Phillies Braves series? Where you you didn't watch this one either, right? Because um, that's they won. Yeah, I did not watch this game. Uh, they win twelve to two in a, light, in a lightning storm of offense. Somehow, I don't know where that came from, but I just I saw your your note that you were typing that I didn't realize Segura had four hits. I was like thinking to myself, save some for the rest mm-hmm. of the season, Segura. Like you don't have to waste them all on tonight's game. We're already up six to nothing. Oh, he did. in the he first. Did he didn't. He hit well in game two as well. Oh, did he? I didn't see. I, that mm-hmm. that was another game I didn't watch. So, but um, but tonight oh, tonight um. Let's see. He uh, he's oh he has a hit tonight. Okay, all right. He has the highest average on the team right now, three eighty nine. Mm-hmm. So so Segura having him back is is clutch. Um, but yeah, the Phillies Phillies took a early six nothing lead in in the what was it the Friday yeah game one Friday's game. Um, and that's really all they needed for the whole game. So um, like Alex said, Eflin pitched. Uh, he how he went what five and two thirds. I have it below six and two thirds. Oh, six and two thirds. Okay. Um, but yeah, didn't he, yeah, he pulled Girardi pulled him. With, well, I guess he was at nine, 99 pitches. So, I mean, that, that's pretty many. He, me, he only threw like 60 uh, strikes. I would like so to that's... say something on that. He was cruising through this game. Analytics, he Alex. The first two guys, he's getting the first, <laughs> first two guys out perfectly fine in the inning. There's no men on. Five hits, two runs, one walk, eight strikeouts, 99 pitches. That's not a lot. And what's he do? He comes in, and it's not like he's pulling. Like at this point, the game I think is at nine to two, ten to two. It's not. It's not a one-run game. It's not Freddie Freeman coming up or Ronald Acuna. It's Christian Pache, who has like a 100 batting average, is coming up, and Joe Girardi comes out and pulls him. Not even 100. Exactly. He's at 99 pitches. And he comes out and pulls them. Like, yeah, I, I get trying to save, yeah, like, I get trying to save guys' arms and stuff like that, but, like, he was at 99 pitches. You can't get Christian Pache out in five or less pitches, most likely. You're telling me those five pitches are going to make a difference in this season, Brandon? Yeah, like, at Maybe least let him let pitch him the, to get, the last let him, out. Let him try to get him out. Yeah, like, let him try to get him out. If he doesn't get him out so he can go the seven innings, then put someone else in. Connor Brogdon came in and threw two pitches and was done. And then Dave, because David Hale then came and finished the last two, the eighth and ninth. Like, it just made no sense to me. I was like, Joe, I was like, it, like, Crucky and Tom McCarthy were like, I, I, I mean, he talked about trying to save some of our starters' arms a little bit because of the top three, how much they pitched. Um, he's like, but like, why, why with two outs? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's a lot of questionable. It's not like he struggled calls. with the first two batters. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, if there was, like, men on first and second or first and third, I could see him. Well, actually, like, even if you brought Brogdon in with the last couple outings that he's had, I probably would have been scratching my head on that, too. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, like I said before, it's like he's getting in his own head this year with, like, all the analytics shit. And, like, yeah, analytics are important, but, like, just go with your gut sometimes. I mean, like, you, everybody saw what happened in the World Series last year with Brian Cash yep. and pulling Blake Snell like I mean you just get in your your own head and it's not good like 
I completely agree. He should have let Eflin at least try to get the next batter out. And I mean, hell, Wheeler, Wheeler the night before threw 118 pitches. I mean, yeah, he was getting a complete game, but I mean, Eflin has pitched complete games before, probably went well over 99 pitches before. So Mm -hmm. he's, he's fine. I mean, and you, and you say he's maybe trying to like save starting pitchers arms, but like, that's what they're, that's what they're made to do is to go deep into games, deep into, into pitch counts. And like what the Phillies really should be doing is saving the bullpen's arms because you made a note with Wheeler's game, like the bullpen got a much needed rest, which yeah, like the, this bullpen has like since last year, they've been, I mean, like there's a lot of guys that are new on the team this year. So, but the bullpen just gets overworked sometimes. And like, I feel like, I feel like because those are guys that well, can't least, like pitch that long, they need more rest than the starters do. Well, this bullpen, like you said, they need a little break there. The Phillies have played the most one run games in all of yeah. baseball. So these, it's not like these uh, bullpen guys are coming in in low leverage situations. And a lot of the times they're in high leverage situations. So a lot of times you put more effort into your pitches and stuff like that uh, because of the situation you're in. So like I said, with that bullpen needing a rest and, like just bring Connor Brogdon for one guy, like and like because you knew you were going to David Hale for the final two innings. Like, yeah. why? Like that was such you know, a waste of. It just I think, made no sense to me. I think it's so managers can get that sense of like, and this is complete bullshit, by the way. But like, I, I feel like it's so managers can get that sense of like, oh yeah, this is my specialty guy I'm bringing in for one batter, and then like if they get him out, it's like, oh yeah, it worked because they can't do that anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I by, hear you. By the I, way, wait, I want to do. I want to say something quick. I want to say something quick, real quick. Brandon, you are breaking up a lot. Let's say talking wise on my end. I don't know if it. You might be good. You might be good. Should I I take say, my, but it, it could have just this? been me potentially. No, it, it could have just been like maybe my computer. But if we are having any technical difficulties, everyone, we do apologize. As say, but the pod. Must go on. It's not all the time, God but save the just pod. in case, we want to apologize in advance. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, it give, like give it, me what it you. Seems like it's okay on, on my end, but um, but yeah, yeah. definitely. Apologize it, it could just be on my end. So I think Skype sometimes is dumb. So yeah, it definitely is. Um, oh, I was gonna say. So he brought Brogdon in to face one batter, right? Yeah. He didn't have to face two more batters. No, because if you end the inning, then you can switch pitchers. Uh, well, what the hell kind of rule is that if they have to face a minimum of three batters and then, like, the inning just, like, wipes it clean? Yeah, that's always like, been that way, well, for the past like, two seasons now. But, like, why have that rule then? Like, if, if you're going to have that rule, oh, I, they can come it, in it's and— It's a dumb rule. Oh, it no, is trust dumb. me, I agree. It's a dumb rule, but— It is dumb, and, I have, leagues, and I have some gripes. Listen to— uh, What? I said, if you listen to podcast forty-seven, Brandon, uh, you'll hear you'll hear me tell you why it's such a dumb rule. <laughs> it really is like it's such a dumb rule, and I I have a gripe to pick with um, the man on second rule, which we'll get into with uh, game two of the Phillies. Yeah. So yeah, so if you don't mind, Brandon, I would like to yeah, I would like it. to talk about this game too, uh, because this was so frustrating. I'm going to do my best not to curse 
because I put enough curse words in the notes for game two to last to last <laughs> a lifetime. For instance, I'll, I'll, I'm only going to curse because I'm reading the notes here. Everything was going fine in this game, everyone. We were up 3-1, right? And then everything was going fine until Hector Neris fucks up for the 400th, oh, sorry, for the fucking 400th fucking time, dot, 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 fuck. That is line number one for the game. Uh, If anyone watched the game, you probably, maybe with less curse words, are thinking the same exact thing. It's a momentum killer. Look how game three is going today. We were current start the pod. The Phillies were down 5-1. Brandon should not be watching. I didn't say anymore. Don't look, Brandon. Uh, i at the score. Wow, you're not allowed to. That's watching what? the game. I'm not allowed to look at the score? No, it was supposed to be a surprise. Oh, well. All right, I'll right, tell you what the score is then. That's damn right. Unless you can't tell me. But, so, <laughs> Peck Naris, we're up 3-1. Cruising. Braves, they're struggling. You know, not playing well, not hitting well. Cunha's out of the game. Thought he broke his hand. He didn't. Thankfully, slash unthankfully, he ended up playing today. Um, and I said, don't wish harm on anyone, but it would have been nice for him to at least be out for game three. Um, and I said, but, you know, they're struggling offensively. Hector Neris gets the first two guys out. He gets the two strikes on, I can't think of the guy's last name. And I say, but, and then ends up walking him, puts a man on first. It's two strikes on Pablo Sandoval, and once again, Pablo Sandoval strikes again, puts a dagger in the Phillies' hearts, and ties up the game because Hector Neris throws a fastball literally right down the middle of the goddamn plate, right which, down the middle. Which I believe with two strikes, and I think there was only one. It was a one-ball count, and he throws it right down the middle. You see how pissed off. If you watch the replay of it, JT was livid and screamed a very nice, loud f word, f bomb. And fudge. I said, because why, like, what, yeah, fudge. And I say, why would you throw Pablo Sandoval, who's looking for a fastball, right down the middle of the plate? Like, keep throwing your stupid splitter. There's no reason to be giving him something to hit like that with two strikes. Absolutely Did, no reason. Didn't Sandoval do the same thing in the in the season opener to the Phillies? Aranola, yep. Was it Aranola? He, he threw a pitch right down the middle or something and... He just smashed it yep. and tied it up. Yep. Yep. Luckily, the Phillies won that one in extra. Yeah, but. Phillies do not win this one, guys. So Hector Neris comes in and blows to start. Obviously, start the game. I have to give credit because it would be not nice of me to give credit to Vinny Velo because obviously everyone knows this podcast has trashed him, especially me, very hard. <laughs> not um, garbage. Vinny, Vinny Velo, solid for the second start in a row, goes five and a third, two hits. Two hits, and that's it. Three walks, six strikeouts, and one earned run, which was a home run uh, by Freddie Freeman, I believe it was. And I said, but Joe Girardi took him out, which I didn't understand um, as well, because Vinny was not at – he could have went another two hitters. He got the first guy out, no problem. Takes him out for Sam Coonrod. Obviously, love Sam Coonrod, but Sam Coonrod ends up pitching him uh, one and two-thirds innings then. You know, does amazing. I don't have problems with the bullpen there. Jose Alvarado then comes in, pitches the eighth, does amazing. And say then Hector Neris, you know, he comes in and pitches the ninth and and fucks it up, you know, kills momentum, kills a potential should have been six game winning streak at this point. Um, especially against a division rival, which you know you're gonna be competing with the Braves at the end of the season, uh, hopefully at the end of the season, and say for the NL East title. 
it's extremely frustrating. Like, I don't understand why Joe Girardi just didn't leave Vinny in to potentially try to finish out the six. And then, if anything, like, if you were just worried because of Hector, like, you need, you only, like, you don't want Connor Brogdon closing or whatever. But, like, honestly, at this point, Brandon, I just want to say this before I get into the rest. Well, actually, I'll get into the rest of the game. But, like, you could have had Hector Neris pitch the seventh, Jose Alvarado pitch the eighth, and then Sam Coomeron pitch the ninth, which I'll talk about that again later, Brandon. But then, so he blows it. You go, and then we go into the extra innings, into the tenth, Brandon. Can I say and something? We have real quick? This, yeah, go ahead. So, do we change swap names for Vinny Velo and Hector Neris at this point? Does Hector go to hot garbage? Is what you're saying? Correct. I, I yeah, currently Hector he- is the hot garbage. Hector has been on this team. He's the longest tenured Philly right now what has he done for the Phillies that has been of like significant knowledge like has he has he been a closer like Brad Lidge was for 2008 like ever what are you what are you looking at uh well I had no idea what you just said Brandon Oh, did I skip? I had no idea what you just said. Uh, yeah, you skipped a lot. Oh. Said, but I'm going to assume, Brandon, you said that Hector is hot garbage and has played I, with hot, like, hot garbage. Well, I said that, and I said Hector is the longest tenured Philly. What has he done? Uh-huh. Significant, what significance has he shown the Phillies organization besides being the longest tenured Philly? Like, has he ever done a season like Bradley? I guess not getting injured. I mean, he's had. It's not that he's. It's not that he shouldn't be in this bullpen overall. I just think he needs to stop being the closer. Yeah. Like with Hector Neris's blown save, Hector Neris now. That's his. God, what is he? Uh, I think I it's his third it. blown save of the season. Well, well, yeah, it's his third. Yeah, like it's. I'm gonna click him now. Pretty sure it's his third blown save and his fourth loss on this young season already. Uh, hopefully it will load for me real quick, but it's just ridiculous. Um, yes. Hector Hot Garbage Naris is now his name. Well, well, I know, uh, I know you moment. were asking, I know you asked last pod if I, what my thoughts were on Coonrod being thrusted into that role, and um, after last night, I think, I think I could go along with it that he he be the closer for at least a couple games. Him him or Alvarado until Archie Bradley comes back. Yeah, no, 100 percent. Say 100 percent as who once Hector needs out of there because then, but then you know not to, to top things off. You know Philly's going to 10th, no one scores. They go into, uh, yeah, it was the 11th, right? Um, yeah, they go into the 11th. Phillies go up four to three. And I say they get a man home, and then the Phillies Connor Brogdon blows the same, but save, but not really his fault because Tita Gregorius. Has an error. Throwing error. His defense has been down this season. I'm very frustrated with that, especially we have him another year in this contract. So some DD needs to get his act together. Um, or get he's gonna get traded. I don't even know. Um Wait, is that what tied he, the game in the eleventh then? In the eleventh inning, DD DD threw threw the ball away. Uh throwing a first base. Because that's the only error of the, the game. Guy on second for the base to score. Huh? 
that was the only error of the Phillies the whole game. And like if if that scored a run for the yeah. Braves, like that that would have been the end of the game, and Phillies would have won. Yeah, that scored a run for the Braves, Brandon. Um, and like, you're break, you're breaking up a lot now, so I'm going to keep talking. I don't know if you're talking or not. And see, but and then you get to the 12th inning, and the Phillies go up seven to four, seven to four. They blowed the bases with zero outs, and first off, they should have scored more than three runs when they load the bases with no outs. Uh, absolutely ridiculous that they don't score more runs, but they get three runs out of it. And then Eniola De Los Santos comes in for the 12th inning, and he blows it. Braves score four runs without even recording an out. Uh, saying the Phillies lose 8-7. to seven. Monstrous momentum killer. Obviously shouldn't even got to this part because Hector Nero should have just done his job against division rival and thrown good pitches. And I say when you have two strike counts, it's ridiculous. So uh, it was one of the most frustrating games. Again, it was right up there next to that Sunday night game in the Mets series when we thought Reese Hoskins ball was out of here. Um, it was frustrating. Um, Phillies blew it. They could have had a seven, a six game win streak. Could have you know killed the momentum. Braves may not have came out good or hot. You know coming into Nola's start today. Yep. I, I don't know what else to say. It's, or, it's just frustrating. I feel like they shoot themselves in the foot so many times. It, it just can't keep happening. It's extremely or, frustrating. Or like they um, would have at least won the chances. series. Did you hear me? Can you hear me? I hear you a little bit. I said, or they at least would have won the series if they won last night. Yeah, exactly. They would have won the series. i say taking two out of three and... I mean, unless when we get close to the end of this pop and we check the score, if the Phillies end up making a comeback, they could have swept them. But, you know, you have to win series. I, I, I know you're not going to win every you – know, I'm not expecting a four-game sweep for every series uh, that's out there or a three-game sweep every series, but we just want you to win the series. Like, that's the yeah. ultimate goal. You yeah. win each series or win, you know, 80 to 90% of the series you play, you're going to have a great record and you're going to be in that playoff hunt. So – Phillies just got to do a better job of stop shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say. I feel like we say that all the time. It's just continuing to happen, though, uh, with some stupid mistakes. You know, George already making some questionable moves in this one. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, as Brandon typed into our notes, fuck the man on second rule. Yeah, stupid, so, I hate it. So I Makes wanted to talk sense. about that. Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, first of all, fuck the man on second rule. One of the dumbest rules or newest dumbest rules that they made for last year to try to speed up the game in extras. But um, even though they tried to speed up the game, it still went 12 innings. So what does that tell you? Also, not to complain or anything or shoot my bias, but can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Yes. You I'm just going to say yes. Can you hear me? I I I think I'm hoping it's good for the pod because I hear like one word every on. time, like every time you talk, and that's it. Uh, so, but hopefully it's still coming clear on your end so everyone can hear it. So I apologize for your technical difficulties. Can uh, I can hear you, but it's still breaking up like crazy. Uh, well, what I was gonna say is, well, I already said f the man on second rule. You can clearly see that, like, no matter what, ha- no matter. What team it benefits in the one inning, the Phillies still F it up and just blow it because their pitching is just terrible and they can't 
just because like there's a person on second it's just like they don't know what to do and and they just like none of their bullpen pitchers can pitch from the stretch it seems in extra innings so it's like well what the hell like it it definitely doesn't benefit the Phillies because the Braves kept bringing it back even though the Phillies were scoring yeah, but, too, at the, but at the same time at the same time though Brandon Daniel De Los Santos at least record one freaking out like you're up three runs your bullpen guys should not be giving up three runs no. four runs to lose the game yeah, like, that's just that's just that's just bull. Which, you know, obviously our bullpen has some injuries right now uh, going on. But like, it's just ridiculous because like this is where like, hey, maybe we should pick up another bullpen piece. Hey, who did the Braves sign before the start of Game Three today? Shane Green, who's a guy Brandon and I have been talking about all off season, is signing for the bullpen. All he signs for is a one year, one and a half million dollar deal. He was an All Star two years ago, I think it was two or three years ago. Has pitched well the previous two years for the Braves, especially against the Phillies. That's a guy. Maybe, hey, Daniel Del Santos doesn't have to be on the, on the bullpen. Sh- David Hale can be gone and have Shane Green in there. Like He has a ton of experience. That's exactly what you need. One and a half million dollars is nothing. Like, make those type of moves, Phillies. Let's go. Get the act together. We're in Close to first place. It's, it's kind of like they, I know people, a lot of these teams wait till Memorial Day, but it's like we know what the problems are. Fourth and fifth starter need one more piece in the bullpen and say and need a, another hitter of some sort. It's kind of like Dave Dombrowski made all these moves and he was like, all right, that's good enough for now, right? That'll get the Phillies fans off our, off my back. And then like everybody like forgot about Shane Green except for us. And then, of course, the Braves signed him and we're playing the Braves when they sign him, and, and we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Can you hear me, or is it still bad? I heard you yell fuck. Okay, good. But the last thing I'm going to say about the man on second rule and these other new rules of baseball, they, the MLB needs to make them clear, because every person that I talk to about these rules, they have no idea what they are. Hello? Alex, I don't know. I don't know what Skype is. Just gonna talk about. I'm just gonna keep saying yeah. I I really don't know what Skype is trying to do to us tonight, but um. I'm gonna, just, Brandon, I'm just, Brandon. I'm gonna give you a heads up quick and say I'm gonna finish off the pod. I'm just gonna quickly run through the NLE standings for us, and then I'm gonna do a quick check in on the score for everyone. And so, so NLE standings currently before Game Three ends in the Brave series. Uh, Mets are in first place. They won five in a row, just had a series with the Diamondbacks. Jacob DeGrom did leave early, though, with back tightness. So maybe DeGrom goes on the DL or the IL. Who knows? Phillies, uh, unless this game ends in a loss, are a half game back in the Mets after being a game, game and a half up. Um, You know, they really squandered these last two games of the Braves series, which is disappointing. Braves, two games back. Miami, three games back. And Washington, three and a half games back. So... Um, also, uh, the Major League Baseball on ESPN sucks, and I hate listening to it. All I like is Tom McCarthy um, and Johnny, John Cruck or Ben Davis, uh, even Ruben Amaro Jr. So uh, I do want to give do a quick check on the game to end the pod. Brandon was not supposed to be watching, so let's see. Wow. Don't worry, everyone. The Phillies are still losing 5-1 to one at the end of the seventh inning. As, as most of you probably know, because this pod will not be up till later tonight. Uh, they, you know, have not got any hits is what it's looking like. Oh, God damn it. And I see that Scott Kingery somehow made its way into the game. 
Uh, Scott Kingery, Sarah, I'm sorry, is garbage. Like, it, I'm at the point, Brandon, where Scott Kingery needs to be traded for a change of scenery, and maybe we can trade him to another team for a guy who needs a change of scenery as well, like just to swap players who suck. Because Scott Kingery is just, he's straight up fucked. Hey, he needs I'm to go like, to like he needs to go to like Kansas City where no one's going to talk about him unless, or something like that. Unless he hits a grand slam, um, when he comes up to bat, that would be great. But I don't think that's going to happen. So me either, me either. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's well, all we have for today's pod. And so, so unless you have something else that you want to quickly add in, Brandon. Well, I just want to let everybody know that Uncle Larry or um. Andrew McCutcheon, he's mic'd up for tonight's game, so that's pretty exciting. Um, I'm sure he's – I haven't really heard that much from him because I only turned it on and was watching it for a little bit, but I'm sure that's that's something to, that's a positive note because I'm sure he's very funny based off of the Uncle Larry stuff that he does. Um, also, the baseball gods, um, they, re- they really hate the Mets because um, I don't know if you heard this. Alex, have you heard about this? Have you read about this? The uh, what? The game, one of the games that they played in St. Louis at Bush Stadium, the lights went out. So earlier on in the season, they had a rain out and a snow out in Colorado. And now the lights are going out in games that they're playing in St. Louis. So, like, the baseball guys really do not want the Mets to play. So I, I think the Mets should just cancel their season. Um, cancel I mean, the cancel franchise. Culture, is, is that still a thing? Cancel culture right now? So... They should, the thing. they should just cancel their season. Um, but, but yeah, uh, and you, you did go over the standings, but, yeah, the NL East is still very tight. Um, baseball in general is very tight record-wise. Um, there's a couple teams that are ahead of the ball, like they're, they're very far ahead right now, but, I mean, it's still early on, so, I mean, it's really anybody's year at this point. The Dodgers are have lost their fifth straight, so... I don't know what the hell is going on there, but but yeah, I think that's it. All hopefully right. The, hopefully our sound quality is okay. I don't. I really don't know what Skype was trying to do. Apparently it's good right now, but um, Skype, we hate you. Um, figure it out, and um, maybe we'll be on Zoom next time. I don't know. Might have to. Maybe we'll be on Zoom for our fiftieth fiftieth episode, Alex. Time to change it up. Come. Pod 50. (laughs) All right, Brandon. Hey, you keep hunting. Keep hunting, buddy.